Love is in the air, especially in dangerous times like these. Here is your bouquet. I chose daffodils for you. They're my favorite. <laughs> it's time to grind through the end of the week. It's the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, joined as always by Kyle Ferguson. But today we are completing our collection of core hosts with our guest. You may know him from the Core Gaming Podcast, maybe from playing Dungeons and Dragons with Kyle, or currently, literally as we record this podcast, pushing hardcore in Diablo 4, or maybe you saw him doing that on his Twitch stream. It's Bo Schwartz. Welcome to the show, dude. <laughs> Thank you so much for the great introduction. That's awesome. It's a pleasure to be here. And hello, Grinding Gear uh, listeners. It's good oh, no bees. I'm going to be so distracted. You're actually live playing yeah, right got, now. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to get on the Lilith statue. The only reason why I'm playing and not being a professional right now on the show is I'm trying to get my damn name on the Lilith statue. So for those not in the know, because I didn't know there was a Lilith statue, what the what the shit's going on? I know there's a race to world first, but is there an actual uh, statue they're going to carve names on? Yeah, the first 1,000 players to reach 100, level 100 in hardcore get their name on the Lilith statue at Blizzard. Oh, so first shit. has already been achieved in hardcore. There's at least five streamers on the... Oh, God, what's going on? Uh, five streamers on the... You know, uh, Diablo builds uh, leaderboard list. I don't know who else is finished. There's no actual leaderboard. I think I'm still in contention considering I've not seen another player in forever on World Tier 4. But uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm still, this is about getting my name immortalized on the Diablo statue for what it's worth. So nice. it's actually, fit. I thought it was like in game, like on a plaque in the town or something. It's no, actually no, no. going to be a statue. Yeah, it's a real statue that I think they're going to put out in front of Blizzard HQ. Oh, cool. Holy damn. Well, good so luck. I know Shroud made it. I heard Shroud yeah. made it, but he lost like a level 32 Druid or something like that. But he's been, I mean, he, he serious super streamer mode, and he has, uh, I think, a full party, which gives you an XP bonus. Yeah, like Diablo 3, there's ways of speeding things up with uh, teams. I had a team. Uh, they're all dead. Oh God. <laughs> and this is, was taking longer than anticipated it was listeners you know <laughs> wonderful people who volunteered their time to help a you know bum streamer out basically so you know <laughs> uh they they you know passed away uh, it's a weird way to say that but okay this is not going well um in game not in real that. life yeah and uh you know they, they dedicated their time and uh, i think there are listeners from your community as well you're grinding gear uh, used to be into the Nexus. I recognize a lot of the names from that period. But anyways, uh, yeah, they, they one by one, it's like the Fellowship of the Ring. They fell and... Oh, no. Oh, no. Now it's just oh, me yeah. without Samwise, basically. Oh, that's such a... Oh, that's, oh, that's really depressing when you put it like that. That's really yeah. sad. Well, the character. Your character can be Frodo. You can be Sam. You're holding it together, but your character's losing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean is Frodo really that... Frodo was just like a a, a, a skin battery for the for the ring's hatred. Uh, Sam was the <laughs> oh, one who actually did all the battery. work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just, I'm just putting it out there. Just putting it out no, there. Sam did all the work. True. Frodo yeah. just kind of cried and got drug along. 
But didn't Sam also like he was able to use the ring to like project his shadow or something like that? Didn't that give him like? Uh, no, that's the ring I just to- got yesterday when we killed a succubus. That's that's the the ring the the ring of shadow projection. I just got that yesterday. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is worth saying that both Garrett and I are woefully uh, under leveled. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, dude. I've uh, I, we're we're both in. The, I mean, we're we're keeping to our Final Fantasy fourteen streaming schedule and making Final Fantasy fourteen content, which is cutting in a lot to how much I would be playing Diablo four otherwise, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm treating this like I would have a game when I was like 12. I'm just like, I'll pick it up when I want to and just slowly meander my way through. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I, I haven't gotten that deep in at all. Uh, I am really enjoying what I've played so far though. Uh, I'm, I'm, it is, it is scratching the itch. I really wanted it to scratch. And uh, so, yeah, welcome to the Diablo 4 launch edition of the Grinding Gear podcast. That's mostly what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, I did want to ask uh, Bo a little bit about your, we played a clip from it at the top of the show there, your hardcore WoW adventures, because you have been, you're basically like a pile of nostalgia for me uh, right now. Not only are you, you're playing tons of Diablo, you're playing WoW Classic with a bunch of add-ons, and and I miss playing D&D with you too. So I am just, I am... uh, I am fascinated to have you here. I'm yeah, overjoyed. No, I, those are subjects I know things about. <laughs> so, I'm excited so what, to talk about them. So that clip, there's like an auto-generating text-to-speech thing yeah. that pretends to be the characters from WoW Classic? Yeah, so I'm not going to pretend to know how it works, but apparently it's fuel. you know, this new wave of AI that's coming out. Um, you guys have heard over the... You guys have heard about the ones that can make a voice, right? Like yeah. You, you give it 30 seconds of your voice or someone else's voice and it mimics it. Mm-hmm. So I believe someone did that for all the quest text in Vanilla WoW. So they, because it's to me that sounded like like the standard female night elf. So did someone feed yeah, like, no, that's, uh, uh, night elf emotes into this AI and now it's just trying its yeah. best to uh, make a simulacrum of that voice for all the quest text? Listen, they might have done that. I don't know what they did because some of the voice, like you should hear Thrall. He sounds, there's a clip of it on YouTube and he doesn't, you know, Thrall sounds like Chris Matson, right? Yeah. Um, He's like, hello, welcome to to the Horde. He's like, he's like, hello, welcome to the Horde. And you're like, oh my God, what the hell? Uh, I, you know, I would pay pretty, you know, I, not good money, but I'd pay a few dollars for a mod that made Thrall sound like Mike Morheim introducing BlizzCon. Like, yeah, it's got more of that vibe to it, but it's like, <laughs> welcome to Ogremar. <laughs> it's not perfect, but who reads quest quest text anyways? Like, it's actually I'm getting more out of the game because it's, you know, I'll go off and quest, and it'll tell me what it said. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't believe they they wrote that. You know, like it's. <laughs> I'm actually enjoying more more content from Vanilla WoW than I ever have before it, because of this add on. It's probably the thing that has impressed me or surprised me most about Diablo four is that like everything is voice acted. Uh, cause, uh, I, Kyle and I like had a D four date, like off stream. We were just like, dude, when was the last time we like just played a game together and we didn't stream and it wasn't content. We just did a thing, just being friends, just hanging out. So we, we yeah. had a little, we had a little date yesterday, everybody we went off on a Diablo four date, the two of us and played some D four together. And, uh, and Kyle was like, I played a little bit the night before, man. So, uh, so, so get to this part. And I misheard him, he, even though he wrote it. And so I misread him. <laughs> Uh, he was like, yo, I, I, uh, he said something about a priest. And I thought he said, I killed the priest lady in the church. I'm like, 
Well, first of all, kind of a spoiler, Kyle. Thanks. Uh, so I'm just playing and playing and playing. I'm like, he said it like only took him like an hour or two. Like, when do I fight this lady? And uh, then I went back and read what he wrote. And he said, I talked to the priest lady in the church. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like uh, about uh, double the amount of uh, time and level. Oh, so you went way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, while I was doing that, I was kind of playing it like I used to play World of Warcraft. Because uh, like Modern WoW, they've done the Final Fantasy XIV thing. And they've actually marked the main quest. And the way they balance it is you can basically get to max level in a new expansion just by doing the main quest. And you can ignore the side stuff. They've really kind of Final Fantasy xiv it in that way, which I think is super smart. I really like how fourteen does it. Um, but back in the day, as we all know, when you play World of Warcraft, you just grabbed everything. You just went in. You were just like, that quest, this quest, this other quest. Grab it all go out there and and do as much as I can. Uh, And then when you didn't pay attention and something was an elite quest and you got your ass kicked because you're not playing a pet class, then uh, that's the one you you ignore. So that's kind of how I was playing for Diablo 4 the last couple of days because I didn't play for early access. You're not getting more of my money, Blizzard. Um, and uh, yeah, just a standard seventy, no yeah, big deal. Yeah. So every time I I I saw a blue quest, I just went and grabbed it, and like it's, now I've grabbed like probably twenty of these damn things, and I'm just like every time I'm like, damn it, I, I, I'm waiting for the one that is voice acted, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. They're all voice acted pretty freaking well, and there's a lot of nice world building to a lot of it. Like I've, I stumbled across this this group of folks like living in the middle of the frosted mountains, and they have like dogs and they hunt the goat men and their little village looks really unique to them. And then like all of their voice acting works for, and I've just been super impressed. I I wasn't expecting it. I was like, Oh, they, they kind of MMO fight it. The side quest. I bet that stuff's not going to be voice acted. And it is all of it is. And it all sounds really good to me. Even the little notes you pick up, they're voice acted. Yeah, and those are more strategically placed than they were in D3. Because D3, you would run into some situations. It's not anything like we saw at a Redfall, where like seven files are playing at the same time. Your character was emoting, the diary's going off, the quest is going off, a vampire's yelling at you. Nothing we've seen is like Redfall, except maybe the Gollum game. That was uh, strange. Uh, (laughs) Very, very strange. But I like last night I was doing a quest where you could grab the sort of diary as you left point A on your way to point B. And it would sort of entertain you for your walk yep. to point B. And yeah. I thought that was really solid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Like I did a, a, the quest where I had to like carry a, a, an artifact from our altar to altar. And it kind of puts you in like a, a nether zone while things attacked you. And when I would pl- when I would go to place the... Uh, artifact new voiceover would start, but then I could just immediately pick it back up again to go to the next altar that I had to place it at. So I would just listen to the voice acting while I was murdering a bunch of shit. And I don't know why I should be so impressed by this. Cause like all of those like rando Deckard Kane scrolls that you found in three were also voice acted. So that's also a, Diablo three had quite a bit of voice acting, but some of my head was just like, if they're going to, you know, soft MMO this, I bet they're going to cut some corners of voice acting. And so far I haven't seen any. Um, so that, that's, that's impressed me about the game, but um, the, the wor- world building has been excellent. Like you mentioned, just there's houses with people living in it. Don't know why it's there, but it, they took the time to just put it there. It's a ton of that. And, uh, I really, I can't wait to not be racing so I can just explore. 
Uh, there's also like I don't want to spoil things, but there's the campaign's not going to take you to every corner of the world necessarily. So there's lots of little just side things in places, and you're like, oh, that's really cool. And I've already, got, I've seen a lot of tweets from people that are like, all right, I saw credits now, now to go explore the other half of my map that's still obscured, and I'm like, damn, okay, that sounds all right. So it's an overworld that is permanent. Those things are always going to be laid out like that. But all the dungeons are the procedurally generated kind of things. Some of it. Have have you been in more than one cellar? Because the cellars are freaking identical. Yes, yes. The cellars do have that that curve. It's very much the wow cave with the one little twist down Uh uh to the bottom. Yeah. But for the most part. Yeah. But like uh, I was going through like ghoul land last night and it seemed to have some nice little like event triggers and like uh, things were falling from the ceiling at pre-described points. And so you get that kind of crafted experience in your storyland, but you still have Diablo classic underneath it. That's that's how I'm feeling about it as well. Now, but I'm sure you have been your your hardcore mode. So you're like skipping all cutscenes. You're probably not listening to dialogue. That's right. You're, yeah. What level are you now? I'm level seventy five at the moment. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Will I, you blame us and never talk to us again if you die during this podcast? No, 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 no. Okay, it's right. <laughs> my fault. Yeah. Make sure. Is it okay? No. If for comedic that, effect, it's so we, nice. We John was like, uh, John was like, I hope you die on the show. He was rooting for me to die. <laughs> it's so nice of you, Garrett. I love, I love it here. <laughs> okay, all right. So if you do die, and we're like, oh my god, I can't believe it happened. We're still, we're still nicer than than John Jagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's great. Okay, good. Good to know. Yeah, good so what's the what's the end like that's the thing like you're experiencing endgame before anybody else how's it feel how does the game just playing it with no bells and whistles doing for you um well it's get it's a it's a bit sloggy because i want to smell the roses but it is fun the item science is there you know like that you get from these games when you're trying to perfect your build look for items all that stuff I don't know if you guys do you play a lot of D3 Endgame because it's very similar, I find, but the systems are, you know, I'd say more complex for sure because of the affect system. Yeah, I played um, quite a bit of it, both at like launch D3 and then quite a bit of it in Reaper of Souls, which is where I got more into seasonal content. And so I remember more of like the seasonal content where it was like every class, like the, here's like an armor set for the season that has a very specific kind of synergy uh, like, no. I don't know. I think it was season two or three. I really remember getting into wizard that season. They had like a fire based set that was really good at that time. And it's like the only time I ever got away from arcane on a wizard or I was sorcerer. I forget what they called it. In three. If you end up putting in a hundred hours in a season, your end game in there is to basically push the greater rift system. So it's just to try to go as high as you can. And there's a leaderboard. Okay. Um, I think the way it's working here is, you know, because they're going to be doing seasons, people who, people with ARPG syndrome who like to play this game over and over and over again and grind things out have a lot more variety in what they have to do, but they'll be racing for 100. So um, it's the end game is kind of the same where you're trying to, hopefully with seasons they change things up. You'll be um, trying to find a good build that's going to carry you as fast as possible to the end game. Because that's what that's what those players like to do. Like it's not quite an esports scene, but they definitely play the game a lot differently than most of the people who are going to be experiencing it this week. It's a bit of it's a bit of a of a race 
like culture, but it's, but for it, even for the fastest players, it's a multi-day incursion to actually get to the end. Yeah, it's, it takes it's quite it, it takes quite a long time to to farm the gear and all that, and that's part of the that hobby. And you know, uh, I, as I was saying to someone this week, um, Diablo is a cleverly disguised Excel spreadsheet game that looks like a fantasy game, <laughs> but really it's about like uh, this number times this number with that number does this output. Is that good enough? No, it's trash. Like what else we got? Like it's. It looks like a fantasy game, but it's a Microsoft Excel game. I mean, I, those are for I the play people. a lot of those. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Kyle? I play a lot of those. The flow simulators are probably the ones I fall for the most, like um, like your uh, your hospital ones, Two Point Hospital. Yeah, or, they play uh, Factorio as well, right? Like Factorio. Yeah, yeah, and it's all about like finding that choke yeah. point. Like, oh, I don't have enough gears to make the things, and then you add more gears, and it's like, well, I've got so many gears, I might as well add more blue chips, <laughs> and then you, oh, I don't have enough gas for the blue chips, and you, <laughs> you constantly try to fix one thing, which yeah. makes another problem, and that's what propels you forward. Yeah. So it, building out the that end game, building out the sets is like a math problem, and then there's a practical real world. Does it actually work in the real world? You know, is it hard to execute? Uh, does it make sense? That kind of thing. So, so are like, you finding yourself playing like a bullet hell, like skill based, or do you find your math brain is leading the way? Um, well, I mean, I think so. One of the disadvantages I had going into the race is I wasn't going to do it till like 20 hour, 24 hours before. So there was information out there, things to know that I'm, I'm kind of was learning on the fly, which I always I've been feeling like I've been on the back foot most of the time but because there's no leaderboard in game i don't have a sense of whether or not i'm ahead the only reason i have a sense is because of the streamer leaderboard and because of um i'm not seeing any other players i've seen one player in the past three days for wow. this online game okay so that's, that's interesting know, that the leaderboard yeah. is such a, a major thing and yet uh it, it's not available in game I think maybe it was a right hand not talking to left hand kind of thing. You know, someone makes a cool promotion, they work on a thing, but nobody, you know, they're eventually going to have a leaderboard, I think. It probably just wasn't ready in time for launch. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah but I mean, um, everything you're just like you're talking about too, though, is like describing like a very specific type of player that is interested in that race like so yeah i'm i'm interested even though i'm in no hurry to get there i'm interested what like end game looks like for someone who doesn't give a crap about making like top 100 on a season like i just want to like i just want to see if continually trying harder content stays interesting and and feels varied that's that's what i'm kind of looking at like i want to I'm, I'm hoping that once i'm done and i'm max level that i i feel a desire to go back for a new challenge yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to as well. I think I think the launch has gone really well. I think the game has made a really good impression. It's very full of content, has a lot of stuff, but everyone's still kind of waiting to see what the seasonal plan is because I think that's really going to it's really going to um show whether or not it's going to be something you want to come back to every season. Like yeah. they said, 15 new legendary affixes. Um, there's a lot of things that could vary up. 10 new side dungeons, or we've remapped all the side dungeons, or, or something. You know, it really depends what that plan is, and we don't we don't know. You know, I can I, I think they might even include new side missions. Like, you know, what if there's a side mission that someone finds Tyrael as an old man somewhere? Oh, come come back to Diablo and play again to find out what's going on with characters you care about yeah or the mystery of deckard kane deckard kane left uh, some kind of 
scrolls around for you to read or something <laughs> like you know like whatever it is like if they're doing it the smartest possible and so far things are looking smart um they're gonna find ways not just to get the people who want to play to 100 but to get like you know someone who just enjoys playing some diablo and is into the story and stuff like you know get them back in and buying stuff on the shop <laughs> which is you know they're they're the ones that are going to spend on nice armor and stuff i think just taking a quick break to remind you about uh you know you can support kyle and me how well support our bromance.com you go there it'll take you directly to our patreon where you can get some perks like an ad-free version of the show where you won't hear well uh this ad right here you'll also get bonus content bonus podcast bonus videos spoiler casts and of course access to our members only channels in our discord where you can go and submit questions for this very program as well as our our bonus q a segments that we do every so often that all happens in the members only channel of the discord so uh check it out no matter what level of patronage you decide to go with you get access to those channels so check out supportourbromance.com to support kyle and me thanks for the support everybody let's get back to the show well it's worth saying like the the shop isn't that bad like it it doesn't flash at me you have to go to it in your menus it's there in your menus like if you're checking your it, map. It, it is i didn't see it for like the first 24 hours i was talking to you while we were playing yesterday i'm like dude i haven't even like seen the story yet and you're like well, it's there when you log in, and then I just so happened to be looking at the map, and then I looked at the the tabs about the top, and I was like, "Oh shit, uh, it's right here, it's right here." And so, yeah, it, it is it is there. And Kyle, you and I were talking about last week, and I was I was just saying like I know everyone's like looking at this, like and really scrutinizing Diablo Four after Immortal because a lot of us think some Immortal was just egregious in the way that it just tried to constantly make you feel FOMO and want to spend money. Um, and, and I, I think I mentioned it last week that I was like, if there's, if I get even a whiff of that, I'm going to be furious, uh, about Diablo four and it's the polar opposite. Um, at least so far they're not, I, I haven't killed a boss and it been like, congratulations on killing the succubus for the next five minutes, get 40% off the succubus chest for just $4. Like there's none of that going on. Thank What was that? No, succubus chest nice oh yeah, uh-huh. definitely the joke definitely <laughs> intended yeah definitely intended um yeah it, it's it's much more it, it it hey it feels like a game i paid money for <laughs> that's a, the that, that's the big thing I, how i know in my experience the story is going fast it's kind of i have some whiplash like last night i ended up in a church talking to a guy and i was like should i be I'm like level seven. Should I be talking to you? You seem kind of like a big deal. Is, it, is this where where are we going with this? I found that but, interesting uh, that at the beginning of the, the of the campaign, it's just like here's an act one quest, here's an act two quest, and here's an act three quest, and like you can start running towards that act three quest if you want, but you're gonna get owned uh, yeah. by the by the zone you end up in. Um, which yeah, there are there are minimum level requirements for the zones, even though you can do act one, two, and three in any order you want. Um, the zones have minimum requirements for level. Oh, or not minimum requirements, but uh, the monsters have a minimum level. Sorry. Yeah, like they'll they'll just insta give you if you walk and wander into a, a zone that you shouldn't be in, right? Yeah. So you've been living a fever dream, but <laughs> but yeah. How does the like how does the world building feel? Like how's the kind of story environment catching you? 
Well, so even though I'm skipping all the cutscenes, there's plenty to give me hints about what's going on. And honestly, like, don't skip out on the side missions. Like, some of the side missions, they might not necessarily directly relate to the main story, but there's some pretty good ones. And, you know, they help fill in, especially content-wise. If you were to do a playthrough, do all side missions, um, you know, that that's, you may not feel, you probably feel like you're ahead uh, on level rather than behind when you do the main quest. But uh, luckily, the world scales with you, so you never really feel that. You know, sometimes you play a campaign, like Dragon Age was like this, where you did a bunch of side content, and then you go back to the main content, and it's like, you can just, it's easy as hell, right? So sure. this one, at least everything still kind of stays relevant. Well, that's the biggest critique I've heard is the scaling. And I think a lot of that caution comes from BFA and how World of Warcraft kind of went about it, where every time you hit a level, you go... Oh wait, I suck even more. Like this is this is horrible. I remember what was it? BFA was seventy eight. You go like seventy eight to seventy nine. You're almost there, and all of a sudden you just you're bad. Like here comes a seventy one warrior over the hill, like woo, 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 owning everything under the sun, and I'm seventy seven, just struggling every step of the way. So do yeah. you find the the scaling to be villainous, or is it well, a game feature? Scaling's not perfect, but it is it is a lesson from Diablo three when they. Um, you know, when they created adventure mode, they didn't I, they didn't really make like unique content for it till much later. And it wasn't a ton. I think when you have scaling, it makes all content at least relevant. So, you know, you can go back to act one and still feel like it's it, you're earning XP. Um, the challenges matter. You know, the thing about the thing about content when you're it's under leveled, it's trivial and there's no reason to go do it. And I think they want you. Like even in Endgame, I'm running to every zone in the world, and it's you know it's nice to have access to a lot of variety. So, I it, I think it's just strategically, or it's there's a lot of um, contrivances with action RPGs, things that just don't make sense, right? Like um, I was thinking about this the other day. What's a good example? Just just the, I mean just the fact that you slaughter a hundred thousand monsters you know after lunch <laughs> you know like there's a lot about it that is doesn't isn't really one-to-one so i think they kind of err on the side of um making sure you have maximum uptime on fun even if it isn't yeah. a little realistic and like if you're playing proper if you're playing proper role-playing game something that's weaker than you is just always weaker than you you know it doesn't make any sense but a lot of stuff in this game doesn't make a lot of sense so i think it's fine <laughs> it's, it's it's funny that you mentioned that too because I, I was thinking narratively i'm like because it's like so far i'm enjoying the narrative and i like i like how they're doing it it's relatively small scale which is like what i like especially when you're starting off in diablo like i want the creepy little town with creepy little problems i don't want to immediately get launched into a war against heaven and hell um and they're, they're clearly like fairly early on you, you you like you go meet an angel um but it's still pretty subtle and it's not like immediately you're sent to the high heavens and war is crashing down i'm liking that part of it quite a bit but like narratively speaking like you mentioned like the fact that you're just killing so many things it's just like i'm sitting there i'm like you know i'm actually pretty invested in this story and i like the world building and i like the the, the towns and the folks that are finding ways to live here but it, it's instantly that's broken when I leave town and I'm like, there's literally 3000 murderous ravenous demon things and goat men. As soon as I leave the village, there's no way these people would survive. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and just, they're just very casual about it. You know, they don't have PTSD. They're not scared yeah. out of their minds. They're like, Oh, it's tough traveling from one place to another. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah no shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you just got to like check that part of your brain. I think at the door. <laughs> 
Well, it, that's uh, MMOs, action RPGs. Like it's, how it's a many concession times? of the game, right? But like recently, we heard the showrunners talking about it in Last of Us. They're like, "Yeah, we're not going to have the body count that the game has because that would just be ridiculous." Hold, traveler. Oh, a simple misunderstanding. Meanwhile, like guards are dead everywhere, and you're trying to justify killing half the village before the chieftain showed up and was like. This is this guy's with me. It's all good. Uh, I'll never forget the Mortal Kombat campaign where that was really in <laughs> sharp view. <laughs> but it is like it is a very pretty game. And, and one thing I'm I mean, a little bit of, you know, technology upgrade recently for me with my new computer and my new 1440 screen or whatever it's called. The game nice. looks way better than it does in any advertisement and any stream I watch, like simply the cart ruts in the road, the little blood splatters here and there, the guy oh, like stuck in the wall screaming all the time. You miss all of that when you go by a stream, particularly if they're zooming and they've seen it before. And it uh, there's a home quality to this that really makes it an experience you can't watch. There's so many games like Amnesia, uh, horror games in particular, indie horror games are like this. Uh, walking simulators, dear Martha, dear Martha, that's not it. Uh, dear, no, dear, dear Esther, <laughs> dear Esther. Yeah, shit, I haven't done that game in a long time. But like, that's a that's a game, and that's a type of game that makes zero money because someone watches on stream and they go, "Sweet, I'm good. I never have to play that. I just watched. I saw it all." Yeah, and I'm not yeah. having that experience at all with Diablo. Uh, every stream I watch is like, uh, I just, yeah, I'm going to go you, play now. You go watch the top streamers. That's like what they're all doing. Cause that's, that's the type of hardcore audience that really gets into this shit. Right. And that's like, just not the type of player I am in, in Diablo. Like I never have been even back in Diablo three, which I enjoyed quite a bit and played a, a lot of. Um, but I was just, I was, I've never, I've never been one for a, a race in a video game. I never want to like rush to the end. Um, like back in my wow raiding days, I wanted to be my, my only goal was like, I want to be done with the raid before they make it easier. Like that was, that was it. Like before the first like nerf patch hits before the next raid came out, that was it. Other than that, I was like, I didn't give, I didn't give a crap if I was like server first or anything like that. Um, and, and I'm very much the same way with Diablo. And, and since my first playthrough and, uh, like also it's like not a part of the streaming schedule. It's like, I'm really gonna, I'm just gonna take my time with this play it on my own my own speed and really take it in. And I was, I was thinking yesterday, Kyle, I was like, I was like, I know we're trying to relax with this, but I'm like, this would be kind of fun to stream. I'd like to, I'd like to take it slow. And like, I'd like, I love that you and I both want to stop and, and nerd out about the surroundings in this one. Cause you don't really do that in 14, but I do. You stop for quest text in final fantasy 14, but you don't stop to like geek out about like an art set piece. Sure. Monster models. I, I enjoy, I a good monster model, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah but and, uh, <laughs> D4, I noticed we both were like, holy shit, look at this dude like in the wall writhing. And it was just like gross, but also just very well executed and cool and good world building. So part of me was thinking, uh, I kind of wouldn't mind a D4 and chill stream where you and I just like go really slow and just geek out about stuff. And if anyone gets in the <laughs> chat and is like, go faster, we'd be like, get out. <laughs> just, just kick him out. Kick him out. Well, you, should, you should definitely do that because I think more people. That's more. That's most people, you know. Like I think that hardcore audience, they're trying to grow up, but it's a smaller p- portion. And there's there's a lot to like look at in this game, you know. Yeah, it's it's it's. I really like the look of it. Um, it's 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 looking solid. I I keep seeing, and I think even you said as much, Kyle, that it does remind you of D three, and to me, it looks like notably just darker, <laughs> just more dangerous looking. 
Yeah, I can't help but in the main starting area get a constant Frostpunk vibe with the kind of violin going and everyone being like, oh, <laughs> it, it gives you that we're all freezing, my lord, kind of feeling that uh, they, they've captured the bummer of the world. I'm, I'm curious to know if they can Witcher blood and wine a zone. I always enjoy that, you know, make your world as dark as possible, but let's go, let's crest a hill and find the warrior society that's totally into it just to freshen things up on mm. the side. Mm, yeah, or something like the the what was a major city in the desert in D three where like there was royalty and people with a lot of money and like a a, a pleasure society, like all that kind yeah, of stuff can't exist in these in these types of uh, this type of like dark world building. Well, so you've explored probably most of the map, Bo. How's the diversity I, <laughs> of environment? I still have stuff uncovered. Unco- uh, I haven't. Yeah, like there's still plenty that's uncovered. Not too much, but like I haven't been there. What's there? I don't know. The diversity of environments is good, actually. That's one of the things I'm. There's no, there's not much diversity of palette, <laughs> but okay. There's good diversity of environments. I find there's like six major, six major zones. I'm trying not to spoil things because I guess you guys are not that. There's, I've got you so small. I can't. I can't tell <laughs> no. what's going on. Far more you will. Don't worry about us. No, I mean by saying it because there's there's some surprises in the campaign ahead too. Oh, cool. That yeah, like I I'm pr- like overall I feel like everyone I've talked to who's finished the game was pretty satisfied with how the campaign went. Um, the diversity is really great, um, and just even not within the zones. Like if let's say you're in the dry steps, and guess what? It's dry there. It's deserty. Um, <laughs> there, there, there's but there's variety. It isn't all the same. Like when you play Act Two and Diablo Two, it's all like you know it's the same tile set for most of the outdoors but in this you'll one edge of the map will be um kind of dry the other edge will have like a red tint where you're almost like on mars you know like like they they there, there's a ton of variety within each little sub zone in a on a continent or country or whatever you call them that there's always something visually interesting to remark or look at or say like oh i'm in this zone like um even scotland which is full of uh or Scotland, sorry. I keep I call it Scotland. <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> it's basically Scotland. Fall into Diablo. I mean Scotland, Scotland, it's so close. They did it to themselves. Um there's a, a great variety in the grasslands and the mountains and all that stuff. It's it's pretty impressive. So yeah. Um visually I I'm just like I guess I would just say like I'm very satisfied with the amount of real estate to explore and play around in, especially when you compare the game. Do you guys play Lost Ark? Did you ever give that a whirl? Uh, no, no. Be? The second I heard they were like gotcha mechanics, I was like, this game can uh, kiss my ass. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw the voice acting and was like, whoa. Yeah, the, <laughs> what the, vo- is this? the voice acting is a trip for sure. Um, but oh, I was I really desperate. like that voice acting though, so maybe I should go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, if you like that, you'll be satisfied for sure. There's some terrible <laughs> shit in there that's awesome. Uh, and like, I think that, and even like, I would say like Diablo is in. There's a certain category in dungeons. There's um, action set pieces that even Diablo Four doesn't reach for, where the camera like zooms around like crazy. You go down this roller coaster. There's a dragon like. There's one point where you're on a castle rampart and you got to jump off the rampart into 500 dudes and just smash them and the camera follows. It's it's so epic. There's these really epic moments that Lost Ark nails. It's a really great game surrounded by, like you said, terrible gotcha mechanics. And I quit ultimately when 
when I saw you could buy outfits for the, like your NPC quest givers. Um, Wait, why was that the deal breaker? You dressing up your friends? I just, I just had enough. I was like, no, like it's just too much. It's just too, the problem is there's too much in that game, and this game really is like how Lost Ark is in terms of it has MMO real estate and then it has instance dungeons. Um, except they, you know, this is scaled back and appropriate in terms of the marketing side of things so far. Because uh, Lost Lost Ark was pretty good. Also, the aesthetic, the, the overall continuity of aesthetic throughout the whole game, is where it really gets me. Like you'll you constantly feel like you're playing Diablo. You constantly feel like you're you're you know participating in that story. In in in, in you know Lost Ark, there's a zone where you you shrink down, which sounds like a neat idea. You become minuscule, but then you're in Munchkin Land with a bunch of Munchkins fighting ladybugs. You know, it gets real weird in that game. I kind of oh, like that. Though. You're selling me on yeah, Lost Ark, Bo. Yeah, it, yeah. It's actually Lost Ark is kind of kind of good, but just play Diablo. But yeah, Lost Ark's kind of all right. <laughs> okay, all right. The, the, the gear system sucks at, uh, but it's, it's terrible. <laughs> you can say that here. That's okay. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, but it's the gambling gear system. <laughs> you guys ever play any Black Desert or any Korean style gear no, system? No. I have very, very, very briefly. The idea of uh, Black Desert with the like the travel. The, the the um the carts you have to like escort your cart around for like big trade money like that was really interesting to me yeah no that's cool and yeah and your items your your banks your stash isn't just one stash that you can get it from anywhere you have to like you can pay someone to move your items from one stash to the other in a cart like it's very tactile there's good things about that game but uh, especially the combat but what sucks about the game like getting your next level of gear involves you getting I think I don't know five copies of that gear. And then gambling to upgrade it. And oh, then each level yeah. takes more and more. And then I think in the last three tiers, you could possibly break your item permanently. Yep. I remember hearing about that. Ooh. Yeah. 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 No thanks. <laughs> and you, or you could just buy it for like billions of dollars on the auction house. Uh, so, yeah, the game really juices and it's unfortunate. Uh, it's also yeah. a good one. No, I'm good. I'm okay. But I want to say the main point was Diablo is very consistent throughout the entirety of the experience. Like it's a solid Blizzard release and a solid Diablo game. How's the how's the talent trees feeling for you? Because I I, I've tuned in quite a few of your streams. You know, you got drops on, too. So I'm like, leave it on the background. But um, I've noticed like it seems like you're you're, you want to break out of your survivability at times. You're like, yeah, I'm invincible. But, oh, man, I'd really like to do some more damage. Yeah, that's always the trade-off in hardcore where you tr- you have to play. I mean, I play very conservatively, but, you know, if you die, it's over. So it's not d- defense. D- defenses are a priority, right? And then it's finding that balance where, like, mm, can I sacrifice this defensive affix for more damage output? Because damage is also survivability. If you kill things in one second, well, you don't really need defenses. So... It's that fine. It's, there's a fine balance to it. Um, that sounds good. That's I mean, that's the balance that should exist in a good game is, the, you know, and then feeling like you kind of broke it either through invincibility or damage. Yeah, I think there is stuff to fix like armor, like there's armor inflation. So every point of armor does less to protect you as you level up. So you can't which makes sense, although it's very much a contrivance thing. Um, you know, you do want to make sure you're upgrading your your gear. And um, resistance, something some funky going on. Crypt tweeted out that resistance is broken in the game, but I haven't looked into it yet. But um, armor is probably where you want to prioritize things. There's this weird thing about resistance where like 50% of 
when you take a style of damage like lightning or fire, I think it's 50% of your armor is applied to its reduction and then 50% of your resistance is applied to its reduction. But it's still just not making sense. Like when I hover over my uh, tooltip for resistances, it's like I have 50% poison resistance. And then the tooltip says reduces incoming poison damage by 25%. And I'm like, what? Don't I have 50% poison resistance? Uh, why is it reducing? Dota. Like, why are you giving me a number that means nothing? Like, my brain's just like, how much do I resist poison? What's the reduction? And it's like, let me show you the number that's wrong. And then in the tooltip, at least they put it in the tooltip. Let me show you the correct number and not explain why in the tooltip. They got some work to do. Some of the mechanics are a little convoluted, I got to say. Yeah, I've seen the the suggest gear. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is extremely linear with its gear. Like, you get strength because you need strength and the thing has strength and more armor. So it's easy to say, tell me what to wear. And it goes, yes, yes, this, this, and this. Whereas this is a lot more, uh, uh, at least the auto kind of suggests is like, well, it does more damage as a weapon or it has better armor value, but it's not calculating in the extra point you get in frost orb and the 3%. Uh, lucky crit what, what what's the weird phrase in the new game like, oh lucky lucky hit is also yeah. a mechanic in this um what's basically lucky hit? lucky hit is proc chance from wow on a particular like uh thing so basically like you might have a do i have a lucky hit on something um if you have like a lucky hit let's say it's five percent chance to do extra damage on a lucky hit It'll, it'll roll like, a, you know, a one D100 or whatever. And within one to five, you'll get the extra proc. Um, where it gets interesting is you can also increase like passively your b- global lucky hit. So you can have five different items with five different lucky hit procs, you know, like trinkets and wow, basically. And you have a passive that can boost up your lucky hit chance. Or maybe it's specific. It boosts up the lucky hit chance of specific things. There's also some weird phrasing on lucky hit where it will say you have up to. For example, I've got this item here, this Rage of Harrogath, up to a 30% chance on a lucky hit. So it means the proc chance isn't always 30. The proc chance is there's first a random roll between 0 and 30 on what the proc chance is going to be. And then you roll the proc chance for the thing. Huh. Like I have an item. I'm not going to spoil it because it's a bit of a spoiler, but it's, um, and I have an item that has up to a 100% chance. What is it? Anarius's foot? Like, how is it a spoiler? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, have you seen, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oh, you you guys, like- did, did you play a lot of the beta? No, no, no. Okay. Then no, I'm not spoiling. Like have you been your dungeon travels? Has anything kind of terrible happened to you? No. All right, then I'm not spoiling okay. things. Sorry. Okay. Ah, it's fine. fine. But, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's and I will say this: one of the best innovations of Diablo Four so far has been its willingness. Uh, I call them ambush mechanics. Its willingness to ambush you and like you know how you ambush a couple times. And you're like, okay, the player gets it. We're not going to trick them anymore. This game's just like, no, we're going to ambush you constantly. <laughs> so expect to see a lot of like, oh, let me open this door, and then ten dudes just fall on your face and stuff like that. There's a lot of that in this in, in Diablo Four. Um, and so yeah, that's a uh, that's just oh a hint yeah, about what I'm I've heard about. about the butcher, the butcher showing up and. You know, wrecking face. Oh, so you know about you know. It's okay. So you know, butcher randomly show up in dungeon, right? That I mean, yes. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I didn't know. All right. Yeah. They they were like openly advertising that on like Twitter and stuff. Like I saw devs talking about it. 
If you didn't know, I want you to have the pleasure of casually going through your dungeon. I'm enjoying the content. And then Butcher coming to be like, fresh bird, just tearing your face off for the first time. It's, it's a great experience. Even just in uh, uh, like uh, uh, monster reinforcements. Like I did a side area yesterday where it was like, you know, you see one of the glowing circles on your map. So I go in and it's this random interior out on the map. And it's like, kill everything in whatever the zone was called. I was like, okay, yeah. sure, why not? I'll do this. Let's see what the what it is. And there were a lot of ghouls in the area. And again, it's like this interior of a manor. And there were multiple times where I was like, okay, I've cleared out this room. On to the next one. But then just a bunch of ghouls crawled down the wall in the room I yeah. already cleared. And yeah. it's really cool like that. These little moments where uh, it, it upsets my understanding of how the game functions. And I go, oh, no, no, shit. I gotta, gotta keep fighting, I guess. There are lots of ambushes, and there's it's still an end game. Just because you're an end game doesn't mean the game isn't good. They haven't programmed in event triggers throughout the game that are like, yeah, we know you just cleared out a bunch of dudes, but we're gonna put a whole pile more of them now. Yeah. You know, and so I love that. It keeps you on your toes when you're playing. It makes end game a lot more engaging too, because. Nephilim rifts. You always expect the same thing. Dudes everywhere, just kill them. Whatever, you know the map play out. But like, you can actually get surprised pretty. You get surprised pretty regularly in the end game, which is nice. Are we doing rifts for this? Is there any word of that or anything similar? I mean, there there aren't rifts as you know them in Diablo three. The nightmare dungeons is the rift system, but no one's competing. No one's racing for fastest rift or nightmare dungeon like they do for. There's no greater rifts, I guess. Sure. I think the race. I think they're. I think they're going to lean more on racing to 100 as the main, as the main way to do things, rather than racing for clear times and dungeons. If that makes any sense. Not that, that's more of a journey, right? Like a, the whole rift thing. You had to kind yeah. of intimately know what the build was you were watching and why it could perform this skill. Whereas the hundred thing, it's a very easy exchange. Ah, you are level 75. You have not died. I am now excited by watching your content. Yeah. Well, even in like the in Diablo three current content, like you can you can level up to 70 in about two hours solo. Even you don't even need a power level. Um, So, you know, most people when they're playing seasons just basically have a 40, have a 70 right away. And they're just, you know, you're already gear grinding for rifts like it's pretty. I want to say unexciting. It's just like it's it's really convenienced itself to death. And I don't think they're going to do that with this game. I feel like they, you know, I would look at that as a mistake because I can play Diablo three season in a weekend and get my fill and then not buy anything from the shop. And I think they want people coming back to make purchases and, you know, to and do the battle pass, which we haven't even seen yet because they're not doing a battle pass yeah. until season one starts. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, but- that's good. I was aware uh, of that. Yeah. They, they need reasons to, I think, bring people in and buy the battle pass. So I'm expecting with seasonal content to see like a good strategy of enticement. Cause just saying like, yeah, but it's a new season race to 100 and uh, we put a side quest in GG. Yeah. I, the I, people who they're not going to, it's only going to be the few people who like to, to race that are really going to be in game. That's not enough for blizzard. I don't think. The decision's a bit of a double-edged sword, Kyle. Like, if you're if you're into battle passes, like, it might have been a selling point. Like, I know it's a weird thing to say because I don't think you you really care for battle passes, but some people do. And so, if it was a selling point, it's not something you can really get a taste for upon purchasing the game. You got to wait for it. Yeah, I'm just thinking of you know of like Pokemon Unite and all those sort of games. Like, 
you have your extended beta early access thing. And then when it's launched, it comes out with a battle pass. So I'm a little surprised. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that it wasn't rolling with that anyway. It's a great sense. We call it FOMO all the time, but I think a lot of it just comes down to what people value with their dollar. And there's a lot of people who would like to be earning free kind of quote unquote uh, stuff in the background while they're already playing something for the first time. I think it's I think it's noble <laughs> if you want to give too much flattery. I think it's a good choice to let people play the game for the game's sake and then battle pass them later. Yeah, I, I agree. Again, I like a lot of this. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be like Diablo Immortal, but but uh, again, I'm that that said, I, I can't get it out of my brain. This feels like the exact freaking opposite of Diablo Immortal in terms of how much it's trying to get you to spend additional money in the game. Well, I've- I even heard you say something yesterday. I was like, oh, oh, oh no, it's out in the, it's on the air now. Uh, you were like, man, this, uh, this little in room, I could go for some decoration in this. Thing. I, I will say, uh, yeah, because, because <laughs> I love, I love the moment when I go back and because I'm, I'm always selling a bunch of shit and it's like, well, oh, you unlocked a few new appearances. The first thing I do is go to the wardrobe and just see, can I make myself look cooler? So I'm spending a lot of time in my in room and I'm like, could I could I get the riffraff out of here? Can I have my own personal room? And also, could I could I decorate it? Because like I know I know it's Diablo. I want my Diablo to look inhospitable and violent and horrible. I would kind of like my room to look pretty pimped out. Uh, that'd, no, be, I, that'd be cool. I'm I'm kind of with you there. I almost actually a missed opportunity. Warframe does this. I don't know if you guys have played Warframe. Oh yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, Warframe's amazing. And you got your your Lotus. Is it your no? Is it Lotus? What is it? Locust? What's the ship name? The ship you were in, where you plug into the wall yeah. and kind of get to walk yeah, around. Yeah. And but stuff. you can buy like bobbly heads for the dashboard, and you know you can get wallpaper, pick the music. Like I would, I'm good with that in Diablo. Give me my own room in an inn, and let me put my trophies on there. Yeah, Final Fantasy 14 has absolutely ruined me. I love having my room. <laughs> um, I love yeah. having my freaking room. I love having uh, it decorated. Yeah, yeah. Are you like, cause like, uh, I, I don't, John hasn't talked about it in a while. I feel bad because sometimes I poo poo on things and I don't mean to. Just, I got so tired at one point because Scott and John were both decorating their MMO houses. And I think we would spend like an hour talking about it. And I, I was like, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> it's a video game show, man. Oh, there's, there's, just, there's just moments. There's, there's moments. And, and I don't know why, but there's like this part of me that doesn't want to be a walking advertisement for Final Fantasy 14 because like it's so memed. Like it's so memed that people are really invested in that game and love extolling its virtues. But I, I catch myself in these in these moments of legitimate fandom. And that this is one of them where I'm like, wow, I have like legitimately been spoiled because I've, I've been a WoW fan for so long and we've never had in-game housing. And I, mm. I just, when, you, when you're with a main game for the longest time and you're invested in it, I, for me, I just internalized it as, I don't need the thing that everybody's asking for. I'm fine with this game. It's fine. But then I go play a game that has good in-game housing and I'm like, well, shit, this is really fun and it's getting me invested. And now I've, now I've mm-hmm. had it. And now I like I would like it in more games where I get invested in my character. And Diablo is absolutely one of those types of games where I get invested in my character, or in this case, characters. Yeah, and it's a game as a service. Why not? I think they should do something like that. I I fully support it. Yeah, yeah. yeah games yeah. as a service. Give me re- you know, give me good reasons to to want to spend money. Like I'm okay with a battle pass and some cosmetics for a game that's gonna get continual support and keep yeah. servers online. I, yeah. I want to come to every game like I come to any other hobby in my life. I I, I don't want it to to beg for my money. I want it to be a good enough experience on its own when I go and try it. That then I go, well, shit, I'm really into this. I would love, I would love to get in deeper with more stuff. Like getting into models and minis. It's like, all right. 
time for an airbrush. But I didn't do that yeah. at first. I was doing rattle cans and, and a couple brushes. But then I got into it. I'm like, okay, I like this. I'm going to invest more. I'm going to go get an airbrush. Magic the Gathering, you know, back in my early 20s when my buddy taught me how to play it. I played with his deck a few times. And he's like, hey, you want to you go to a sealed event? You want to try a draft? I'm like, yeah, I like it enough. I'll go, mm-hmm. I'll go spend the money on that. And like everything in my life is this way. And I feel the same way about video games. I'd, I'd rather, I would always rather either have no cost up front, but a, a, a very unobtrusive uh, attitude by the game to try and get my money or pay money up front. And then if I like no. more invest, invest a little bit more. And yeah. to me, the Diablo four has absolutely hit that, 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 yeah. that desire for me. They're doing it right. And you know, the sore points, I think for Diablo immortal, like it's randomization, I think I think randomness kind of sucks for the most part when you don't know what you're getting, and also um, the duplicitousness. I don't know if it was Blizzard or their partners. Like I don't know what the whole thing is there, but you know, you they they didn't call a loot box a loot box, right? Like you buy something random, then you'd have to run a rift, then you get something for it, and that was also random. That feels bad. I, like it's it's stuff like that that is that's not straightforward or random. That's when you like. There's no. That's, that's when you kind of. At least for me, I get really irritated with stuff. I have like to that. imagine that was the business side of things. Because a bunch of countries just like straight up outlawed games with loot boxes. So it's like you just like legally got to find another way to go about this. Right, and they you you bought the the privilege to run this rift thing that happened to have random loot at the end, like a Diablo game has. What's what's possibly wrong with this? And we were all able to see through that pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then tying, I think power levels tied to it. I know I watched, I can't remember his name, but there was a YouTuber who was like, yeah, I spent a hundred grand in Diablo and they had no one to PVP. He bought all this gear to PVP. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was a major headline. Yeah. (laughs) And he had no one to PVP. And uh, also I think they invalidated the gear with an update or something like that too. I'm just like that, that kind of stuff can, you know, pound sand. Like I, you know, so as long as they keep that out of their business decisions here, it should be fine. And that's where I, I'm like, why wouldn't they do that here? Didn't isn't Diablo Immortal doing very well? Is it? I have I'm no, glad they didn't. I, I, I've got no frame of reference. I have no. It was making two million a week or two million a day on launch week. I don't know if it still is, but I mean, mobile is sixty percent or more of the gaming revenue market. It wouldn't surprise me. It's not a lot of that isn't honest. like North uh, America though. Yeah, possibly. There's, yeah. There's, there are there are cultural differences yeah. in what what players look for from games and what and yeah. speaking very generally, not a market analyst by any means here, but the different types of business models for games perform better in different regions. So I was genuinely worried about Diablo, and I'm sort of happy to say like it's fine, everything's fine so far. I think I think spend we had your, a lot of your eighty. You got a good game. I think we had a lot of reasons to worry. Uh, you know, just oh. Blizzard's had a lot of issues, and one of them has been the quality of their games in in recent years. Um, and Diablo was just, I think, the biggest bummer of Diablo Immortal specifically. I really liked three. Yeah. The biggest bummer for three was when we got the was it the Schreier article that like confirmed they canned an additional expansion for three, and I was like, okay. Screw you guys. This game was well, great. Yeah, I would have killed for yeah. another expansion. That's where I was really mad at Diablo Immortal, particularly when I saw the boss battle with the guy in the glass, like banging on the floor trying to break out. It was all very green and blue, and it looked exactly like a Reaper tile set. And I know, like, content could be made in the same art style, but Diablo Immortal just, it looked like an expansion for Diablo 3 that didn't come out. 
and it felt really bad in that way. Yeah, said it was this extremely predatory mobile game. Yeah, and then, uh, and then totally on top of yeah, yeah, instead of just like you know taking the expansion from me, it ended up being this crazy, this crazy business. So speaking of the kind of business side of things, apparently Diablo Four is the fastest selling launch. I, I hate. Oh God, I hate this kind of crap. Fastest oh, are- selling, not the not the highest selling. Not the highest grossing. Fab, we're, we're categorizing speed now. Yes, so it they, is. They're, they're processing your credit cards really if quickly. If you can't be first, be first in a category. It's a weird, weird stat. They also put out that Diablo 4 has been played for 93 million hours or over 10,000 years, which is more time since the dawn of civilization. All right. <laughs> so like, All right. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. These weird statistics. You want to you hear? You want to you see me be an immediate hypocrite? Okay. That first thing, useless. I hate that kind of stats. These stats, absolutely useless as well. I love these kind of stats. <laughs> They're kind of fun for you. They're yeah, fun. Yeah, I love these fun. kind of yeah. stats. I love I love any type of game infographic where it's like uh, players have killed 200 billion uh, goatmen uh, in the last 48 yeah. hours or something like kind I love that kind of shit. I, I, I definitely want hardcore characters died by level distribution. I want to see that. Mm, yeah, it's like uh, Jedi and, Survivor recently put out one and it outed everybody for ha- uh, for having the most <laughs> yeah. boring haircut and beard option the the whole game has to offer. <laughs> and the guys who died to Rick, the door technician. You guys yes. hear about that? Yes. I saw yeah. a headline. I didn't like read into it. I haven't played Survivor yet. Oh, you haven't played Survivor? Oh, my God. It's good. Yeah, I've been waiting for the PC version to perform well. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really play Fallen Order, but like I played it, but fell off. But Survivor, like it hooked me. It's good. Uh, I played the shit out of Fallen Order. I really liked that game. So I'm 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 very ready to get into Jedi Survivor. Um, but I just keep hearing. Oh, that the damn. PC that means you don't you haven't met Turgle yet. No, I keep hearing Turgle and I'm like, what, what's who's Turgle? Oh. Why is everyone excited about Turgle? Well, he's a lovely, he's a lovely man. <laughs> he's the denizen of the Star great, Wars galaxy. Yeah, he's a great person. Uh, you'll okay. you'll like him, I'm sure. Okay, all right, all right. All I saw is that you could have a handlebar mustache and a mullet in that game. And when I saw the the, the infographic go out, I'm like, uh, how how did you all choose this this like boilerplate haircut when you could have a handlebar and a mullet? Like, you disappoint yeah, I went me, with, humanity. Uh, I, I went with Clone Wars era look. Oh, nice. one lightsaber only, no blaster. Blasters uncivilized. <laughs> I got uh, the nice robes, and I'm wearing um, clone. You know, clone boots. You like? I think Obi Wan in Clone Wars wears Obi- the clone boots. Obi Wan like. in the in the, his original Clone Wars costume. Yeah, he's got uh, like part of a yeah. chess piece, gloves with gauntlets, and boots from a from yeah, clone so, armor. Yeah, so there's one there's one set where you, I get the Clone Wars uh, pants, and then then I got the Anakin haircut. I was like, I'm Ooh. full Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. you can get a you can get a you get an Anakin shag. Hell yeah. Yeah, like it's just you know it's that 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 era Clone Wars era um, long hair. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, no, and that, that's why it made me like the game more. I was like, oh, I'm not crew cut McGillicuddy. I'm I've got like long I, yeah, hair. I, I look could. like a proper Clone Wars Jedi. It's great. I couldn't get into into like I I like Cameron Monaghan, but I couldn't get into his CW ass handsome like generic look in the first game. Yeah, and the only yeah. clothes you could get were different colored ponchos. And I love right, a space yeah. poncho, but I'm like, it's a Jedi game. Like, where's my hood? Like, where's my robe? Like, let's go. Let's get into this. And you sort of, you sort of realize he's in hiding a little bit, but you know he goes out of hiding as he starts fighting and stuff, right? So it's like, let me 
let, let him look good. And I'm glad to say he looks great in Survivor. Yeah, so. Again, the concession of a body count in a video game. Like This is a dude running around on every planet with a lightsaber just in the open constantly. <laughs> yeah, the Jedi way, slaughtering <laughs> everything, respecting no life. <laughs> oh, damn. But a lot of people are also celebrating that Blizzard is up to its old advertisement tactics, getting, you know, celebrities to say things into microphones and and doing the old World of Warcraft kind of style ad stuff where you got, you know, T, Mr. T, Mr. T, Mr. T. Oh, you're talking about the old World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are enjoying like the Megan Fox kind of thing or Whoopi Goldberg talking about it or something like that. Is Whoopi Goldberg part of the part of the the uh advertisements i saw that she's mad it's not on mac which i yeah think I, think, I think that's extremely extremely you know, charming like, what, what, was that paid you know did someone pay her to do that you know it's it's uh it's oh, crap. oh no am i part of the machine kyle you could be that i read oh, a piece about Wolby goldberg being a diablo fan and being mad it wasn't on mac and just assume it was legitimate and now you're telling me that you think it's actually this tinfoil hat scheme from a marketing department <laughs> I, I don't you know you slip them uh i don't know how much Wolby goldberg costs at three thousand dollars maybe talking about how it doesn't come out thing i saw her and i guess she's in picard but that would require watching star trek so i well, the, uh, well she's a, oh yeah you're not a star trek guy i i like good star trek Oh yeah, we haven't had that in like twenty years. So, yeah, although I, I hear the last season of Picard's really good, but <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it. you know, nice little send off. Worf, Worf is great. Worf's the Worf's the big oh, draw. Yeah, Worf, Worf's great. He's into Kendall Maltina. To me, like the, there is no greater advertisement than my friends list, which I've gathered over many years on the Battle.net launcher. Like that thing mm-hmm. is absolutely packed with level fifties, and everybody is playing. Everybody, well, I'm not gonna out you. Not gonna out you, but everybody's playing Diablo Four right now. Yeah, no, it's, it is it's, the most active my my BattleNet friends list has been in forever, in literal years. This is a joke. Uh, this, this is a joke in here about Overwatch <laughs> Two, and I'm failing to find it. Um, I was wondering what classes were you guys playing? Necro. Necro. I uh, yeah, I went I went sorcerer. I was, oh, I'm missing the old whiz biz, the old uh, arcane kind of uh, like illusions I'd, and stuff. I'd have picked you for druid, Kyle. I wanted to go druid. I I kind of got talked out of it, which was you sad. don't get like, talked out of shit. <laughs> How did you well, explain I, yourself? Every oh, explain time, yourself. Every time I brought it up, everyone was like, "Oh, you're gonna have such a bad time. Oh, it's such a bad design." Oh, blah, blah. Meanwhile, you know, I'm, I'm hearing from our dev buddy that like Druid's the bad. Like Druid's got this great build. Druid, and and, no, I just, and I, you know, I was kind of making my character, and I'm kind of like, I I kind of want to do like a, just a bald guy with wizard stuff. I was just kind of feeling the more plain. I'm definitely doing a Druid eventually. But right. there was enough little like pokes and uh, situations going on and seeing like druids die in hardcore that I was like, I'll just wait a little bit. It, 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 I just I, I just kind of want to be a dude casting spells. See what this is like first. So you just didn't want to die as a bear and get eulogized by Megan Fox. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I didn't want Megan Fox reading about my, my dead bear. Oh, but, OK. OK. I think you have uh, to write her or tag her or something first, Kyle. I don't think you just <laughs> I don't think Megan Fox just randomly appears and, and, and like dunks on you. So she can read my eulogy if I died. Is that what the deal is? Well, we'll yeah, write, even if, if you don't write her, we'll write one on your behalf if you die during the podcast. OK, gotcha. Yeah. So I'll be like a uh, dear uh, Mrs. Transformers. Uh, I 
uh, have a friend who died, and then we'll see if she eulogizes you. Yes, Honestly, did you really meet Optimus Prime? Y- you would think that you know, with the necromancer would and the druid would attract me immediately. My time in Diablo, particularly Diablo Two, has taught me that I do not enjoy summons in action RPGs because oh, the really? end, it, oh, it's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. You love it. It's it's the best ever until you find that boss that one shots your summon and you <laughs> stand scared in the corner, desperately summoning crows over and over and over again and try to hold them off. And they're just slowly creeping up on your wave of minions. It yes. it's truly you, hellish. You must like, you must like witch doctor then. I loved Witch Doctor. You just, you yeah. just explode your, explode your minions. So Anytime you don't have to worry I about think that. about playing D3 with Kyle, I think of him being on Witch Doctor. Uh, that's yeah, what's missing to... from Diablo 4, if you ask me, is we need some Witch Doctoring in here. I agree. It's a, it's a very unique style. I don't think anything is eating its lunch. I know a lot of people are saying, what's the point of a Diablo game without a Paladin or something like that? Yeah, I'm Which missing a Crusader fair. big time. The Crusader was great, and that was an expansion, right? Didn't Crusader? That was Reaper of Souls, yeah. 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 I loved my Crusader. There's also, I mean, it's just great theming. You know, you're you're against the world, the Paladin, Shield, Sword, and Board, just going out there, doing what you can. Crusader was a lot more flashy and a lot more pissed off at the state of things. But Crusader was probably one of my favorite seasonal characters I ever made. It was really fun. Not deep at all into the game, as we've mentioned already, but I am I'm like I'm smitten by necromancer like i always go barbarian first like to me like that's that's diablo um however uh i played the beta as a barbarian i was like this sucks unless you're whirlwinding and whirlwinding is my least favorite way to play a barbarian as i watch uh bow yeah tell me about it everywhere (laughs) um tell me about it man it's just it's the op build it's the direction i went in but yeah i want to play leap barbarian Uh oh i was like like seismic slam which i don't even think is in d4 uh, you got upheaval, which is kind of it's sort of the same idea. Mm. Instead of slamming the ground, you heave it up. <laughs> in hey, I'm into that. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I, I, there's like I definitely have been like flirting with the idea of switching builds, but I want to go. Just the clear is so efficient that I can't really. I'm looking forward to playing uh, like how everyone else plays very soon. <laughs> doing what I want. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I, I wanted to play Necromancer in D3 so bad, but by the time they actually added the damn thing, I was, like, just not playing the game anymore. So then I, it kind of reminded me. I was like, oh, yeah, I could just I could just play Necromancer. It's I've, good looking. You're, like, uh, mages, your little skeletal mages, like, floating around. They dude, are handsome. The, the mix of the two, because I haven't unlocked the third one yet, but the mix of the two... The just your usual warriors, like actually like shambling around, and then the mages like floating around, like Ghostbuster ghost style. I'm just like this looks great. Uh, at the moment, I've just been like putting all my point. Anything that gives me a corpse, I'm going that way, and I'm just holding down the corpse explode button just the whole time. And I'm giddy with glee <laughs> with the freaking corpse explosion in this game. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. I have no idea what's meta for Necromancer, and I don't really care that said bo do you know what's meta for necromancer uh <laughs> no i hear i so we had a necromancer in the group and he didn't have any summons at all you can go no summons necro yeah oh, you, you, might you, like you, you there's uh, three uh, options for okay. each summon and you can yeah. activate one of those modifiers and the third one for all of them is get rid of it and get some sort of buff in its place hmm yeah, so every class has that like expertise tab, and it's all unique for each class. And yeah, I think that's which the Book of the Dead. I think it's took me for yeah, it's Book of the Dead. It took me forever to find the damn thing. It was like you have an upgrade. You have skeletal mages. I'm like, how do 
how do I get this? Like there's, there's yeah. some part I, I did choose the option that was like, Hey, don't explain as much to me, but the way they explained those two options at the beginning of the game to get, they're like, do you want guidance or do you want, like, do you not want guidance? If you actually read it, it's like, I want more guidance. And underneath it's like, you've never played a Diablo game before. And I'm like, well, I played a Diablo game before. So I chose the second one. There've been multiple things where I've been horribly confused about, uh, cause they just don't explain shit to you. If you choose that second option, I'm like, I like normal, hard, legendary, like let's get away from the slap my cheeks difficulty. I'm a baby oh, difficulty. Yeah. All the little made up ones. I mean, if you want to go beyond legendary and add funny names for the difficulty, I'm into that, but I don't need a paragraph of flavor text explaining your difficulty. Don't, don't, don't give me that. But yeah, I've been, I've been a little lost with a few things and that, so that was the a book. So you, everyone has like an expertise tab and for the necromancer, it's book of the dead. I have no idea what it is for you as a oh. social. Oh, I don't know about this. I know my talent. Uh, no shit. Dude. Called, you're, you're probably missing out on some major shit as a, as yeah, a I think it's called signature spells and I think you can double up. I don't remember precisely. You can double up the, the two of your signature spells in the one spell or something like that. Oh, okay. it's, cool. It's, yeah. I think, I think that's what it's, it is. Pretty sure it's called signature spell. For druid, you have to pick up parts of animals in order to commune with the spirits in some way, and that does something for you. Because um, I loved in uh, Divinity when you could play an elf and eat bodies to get spells and stuff. Oh I, yeah, I love theming for those sort of things. Yeah, that, that's very inspired, and I never have I kept more body parts in an inventory than in that game. Because you get the you get the mask of the shapeshifter, so I couldn't eat the body parts. So I'd have like 50 body parts in my bags and then get the mask of the shapeshifter change and eat, eat 50 bodies for the <laughs> memories. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Way. The mask of the shapeshifter lets you change race and gender, right? So you can just change into an elf and get the elf ability. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's like, that's all. That's, I think it's a special item on Fane. I think you have to pit Fane in the party. No, no, I think it's still in the game world. It's underneath Fort Joy. I play that game a lot. Speaking of which, you want to play a game that's truly hardcore on Iron Man mode? That game is rough. There's, yeah, there's a room where, like, you know, you can get petrified. And that's just a hard stop. Like, you just lose the game playing on hardcore. Oh. Oh, my. Yeah. And also, one one of my playthroughs on hardcore on that, I stepped on a trap that blew me up. Uh, I, I did a hardcore, like, one character, so no companions. So it's just you play as one character... And you just you have one life, you die, you die. And I stepped on a trap and died in Act 2. And I was like, oh, back to the dart. <laughs> but clearly you enjoy this to some degree with your World of Warcraft hardcore. And then you're in the Diablo. Yeah. Games. Yeah, I certainly don't enjoy dying. But I think that's that's like the pleasure. It's just like, I think you take the same game and you got to approach it much differently. Because it could. you have to mitigate that kind of risk, right? That someone could die. For real, I mean, it absolutely it changes the energy of the play experience. Yeah, yeah. Just like like uh, if you're playing softcore, you're just like, okay, what what does more damage? What does more damage? And then you go in and you die, and you're like, oops, I clearly have to put on a defensive item. (laughs) But you know, when you're playing like hardcore, and you're just like, I can't afford to find out. I'll do my research, maybe if the game's extensively documented on the internet, but. I don't know, it just changes the approach and it's it's its, its own kind of pleasure. I always wanted them to do a, a slightly faster paced version of Valheim and play it on like hardcore. Like, oh, I miss Valheim. That's like, a game. 
like something yeah. where it's a little quicker to kind of, you know, get your shit together and get buffed up and go fight bosses. Like make a version where like it's your whole goal is just to get to the final boss and kill it without having died once. Or, um, or I, I feel like V Rising strikes that. Have you guys played V Rising? I think Kyle. You we were on right? the same yeah, server. No, no, you were on the same server. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, yeah, good. yeah we didn't we didn't beat it uh yeah. but we i, I played i was obsessed with it last year for yeah, a while it's, I mean, can i see on my steam how many hours did i have in that damn thing i just thought the pace of like when it was time to go fight a boss was like really good and like and they had a, it helps that they had a lot of them but i sort of wish that for valheim a little bit where there was just maybe a little up camp making sure we got food and resources and now it's boss time and i i could do with like i think the game needs more like frequent challenges the way v rising does it i have yeah. 62 hours in v rising oh wow okay yeah well, you bad. played it a lot I, I played a bit i played a bit um yeah i would oh my god they should just do a v rising mode for diablo 4 <laughs> i played the crap out of that just give me like a, a big ass diablo map let me build some stuff Hang out with my friends. Maybe let us try and murder each other. That's a great idea, actually. That would be fun. There's no, a lot of no real PvP estate right now, right? What was that? What? No, no PvP in uh, Diablo 4 at the moment? Yes, there is. There are PvP zones, and don't wander into them in hardcore unless you want to die. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, no, there are absolutely PvP zones. Um They'll be marked on your map. You I, you won't miss it, and also you get a little warning, like, "Hey, you're going to PvP. You better better be careful." <laughs> um, no, it's definitely a thing. Uh, but I haven't I haven't played any of it because I don't want to risk my run. Understandable. I feel that. I feel that. <sighs> well, so you're closing in on it. How much longer do you think it'll be before you hit 100? Providing, of course, you don't die. I don't know. Blizzard um, said they their estimate was 150. There's a few people that I've already hit. I'm at 76 now. I think I've leveled during the stream process. Um, I mean, I, I kind of want it to be over today, but it's not realistic. Like maybe tomorrow. Okay. It really depends how much I can pick up the pace. I'm still hunting for a few more uh, items. I have to make some changes either defensively but basically, from here on out, it's running Nightmare Dungeons and getting 100. That's so. not scary. Yeah, that's where things can go wrong. Jeez. Yeah, Nightmare Dungeons are kind of wild because um, they add mechanics that uh, really... I don't know how what it's going to feel like on softcore if it's like trivialized it, but I know because some of these, for example, whenever I kill a monster, let's say, there's a random chance that it produces a blood blister which is this giant booger that appears on the ground and you have about five seconds to kill it or it explodes for a tremendous amount of damage. Um, and when you're already fighting a ton of monsters at higher level than you to maximize XP gains, missing one of those, it does let chunks me for 30% of my life. So it's very stressful. Um, there's another one where a big rock follows you around and if it gets too close, it pulses for huge damage. <laughs> <laughs> but no. the rock, yeah, it's just this huge rock that's like, hey, I'm a rock, and yeah, it's Jeez. classic um, hate them. action. I, yeah, and um, there's one where little ghosts follow you, and there's a whole bunch of different modifiers too. Like at the point I'm at, there's about five negative affixes and one positive. It's like the map system in Path of Exile if you happen to play that. Okay. Um. Yeah. But. Uh, 
you, that's where you get um, your upgrades for your glyph system. We haven't even talked about the Paragon system. Um, you guys haven't gotten that far yet, but Endgame, more so than Diablo 3, there's a lot of buttons and levers for your build, so it's not... It's. It can, I, I can see it being quite complex and intimidating for the average person to, and very easy to screw up your board, potentially. Mm. Uh, if you you know don't know how all the mechanics work. So is it is it the same where you're going to hit 100 and then you start getting Paragon levels? Yeah, yeah. Um, you get you, you start getting Paragon at 50. Oh, and you stop getting skill points and you get you actually have four checkpoints between levels where you're going to get a Paragon point four times. It's four Paragon points per level. So you might even see it on my little thing here. I got these little pips. When I hit a pip, I get a Paragon point. Okay. And the table, the table. Oh, I don't want to out. Oh, I'm getting hit. I don't want. Uh, have you guys seen the boards at all? Or you, you've been spoiler free on Diablo for the most part? Pretty spoiler free, yeah. Yeah. So the Paragon system is like. Have you seen the Path of Exile gem node system? Sure. Yeah, it's basically that, but squares. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it ain't broke. Looks, looks looks like this, and then you you can attach new boards. So you get a board, and then you have a choice of boards, and you put new boards in, and unlock the nodes. It's actually kind of fun, but That's it's its cool. own puzzle. It's its own puzzle to work out, and you get okay, glyphs then, to sock it in. Yeah, and then you you scrap. I I, I just assume playing a video game. Uh, you never sell anything. You you scrap it for materials, right? That's the the strategy. Um, well, it's, I think the the Paragon system is also a little bit like you know you know the legendary gems in Diablo three that they introduced later that you slot yes. into rings and amulets. It's kind of like that. You have glyphs and you slot them into the board, and it sort of serves the same incremental. Like your reason you're carried on a stick for grinding in game is to like level up and improve your glyphs and get more get more nodes. Uh, to unlock in the board and then you have your gear that can be upgraded three times and so you're you kind of balance yeah the gear system's gear interesting like diablo 3 your gear system was you you know if you needed a certain legendary um it would it would only drop on your wrist like um what's a good example uh frostburn it's pair of gloves so i'd like frostburn to drop in this game if you get frostburn to drop you can actually um, uh, salvage the what's called the uh, salvage into an aspect. So you take off that Frostburn deals 20% increased damage and has a chance to chill. And you can paste it onto another item. Like, oh, I want that on my head instead of on my gloves. You can. And there are restrictions oh, as to cool. what affixes oh. on items. But there's like, there's you'll see an item and it'll have an affix. You're like, oh, but that gear, the, the rolls suck. I don't want to use it. So you can turn it into an aspect and then imprint it onto another item once then you ha- you can't you can't keep salvaging and imprinting but you can put it on if you'd rather you have a spare slot in your shoulder you can put it on your shoulder so it's actually like a high degree of variety um uh compared to previous entries in uh, diablo and it's a complex system when you're trying to figure out what to put where what to scrap what to vendor etc so yeah that's fantastic. Well, well, Radman, well, I think it's about time we let you get back to it because uh, otherwise I'm just going to keep asking you questions in the hopes that you die so that we can say you died on our show. I mean, yes. you can, I'll stay here as long as you like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we could provide you some company too for your grind. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been nice. 
What's the broken chain? While we're, you know, moving out of podcast land, asking visual questions, what's with the broken chain over your head all the time? Uh, that's unstoppable. Oh. So, um, yeah, my iron skin spec out to give me unstoppable. So does Warcry. So it breaks CC. And, uh, all right. Oh, shit. See, so I, yeah, I just got rooted there. That lets me know I'm unstoppable. If you see a boot that's purple, it means I'm rooted. But yeah, there's some there's some pretty good uh, UI elements that show uh, when things happen because the screen gets pretty noisy. So if folks want to tune in, uh, hopefully for only the next 48 hours for you to complete your <laughs> hardcore to 100 run, where can folks find mm-hmm. you, Bo? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Bo Schwartz. Go give it and, uh, uh, a look. We'll include a link on the uh, blog post and Patreon post for this episode. Appreciate it. And um, I'll be doing core later too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out the core gaming podcast. podcast today. I might die on core later. So if you listen to that, then you might see me die there. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had John Jagger on. We've had Scott Johnson on. You were the third and final host from core that we haven't had on the show yet. So we have completed oh. our collection. The the pleasure was all mine. I'm again, like I said, I've been the li- I didn't say it live, but I've been listening since episode one. I'm a huge fan of you both and love your Starcast days and all that shit. So it's uh, just great to be here. We'll keep the, the compliments flowing the other direction because I think Core is the best gaming podcast currently running. So yeah, I don't I don't know how or why, but apparently people like it. it's <laughs> so, a good show. <laughs> it, you guys are a really good mix of personalities, and you, yeah. you flow well together. It's yeah, um, but I have a good time doing it, so that's a good sign, and uh, people seem to appreciate it. And I'm I'm just grateful. That's all. It's uh, it's an honor. That's rad. Cal, do you have any music to play us out? Oh yeah. Ooh, oh, oh look at you. Ooh, yeah. little chip tuning today. Wonderful. Well, we want to uh, give a thank you to our badass patrons supporting us on Patreon. You can support everything that Cal and I do together by checking out supportourbromance.com. That's going to take you directly to our Patreon. Also, give a shout out and a thank you to our YouTube members. Uh, and we have merch available at Buy. Our oh, yeah, and I resubbed today too, so you should do what I do. I, I, I actually, my sub fell off and oh. I made sure to resub. So sorry about that, guys. It, it does happen. I'm a supporter. I'm a patron supporter. You get, but a, new, I, you get a new credit card, you get a new debit card uh, that doesn't automatically relink over on Patreon. So we do have, you know, I yep. see those declines and I just, I just don't want to bother you. It's awkward. But yeah, you know, yep. check, your, check your payment info, everybody. Um, and yeah, and thank you to our recent patrons starting with, and I legitimately had this in here before you said anything, Bo, Bo Schwartz. Uh, thank you so much for becoming yes. a patron of the Grinding Gear podcast. Absolutely. I only sub to two things, and you're one of them. So that's, uh, I shouldn't brag about that. I should sub to more shit stuff. Anyways, I'm just saying, like, a great show. You should support the boys here. The bromance is real. And by the way, I didn't compliment you on it, but I love what you're doing with your hair. Your 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 hair, I'm jealous. You've got a great hairline, and it's thick as hell. You're kind. I mean, mine just looks thick. What? Near Kyle. He's talking to you, Garrett. 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 Yeah. Oh. Just, yeah. yeah I, I, love, I, I love Kyle of your hair, too. But, like, Garrett, just when you're growing it out, and I saw you doing like a Hearthstone panel, and I'm like, that's badass. I, it's just, <laughs> it's a good look on you. <laughs> Thanks. It's a, I think it's a good look on you. Sorry, I, I'm interrupting your skill, but I appreciate but, it. Uh, yeah. No, I've, I've, been, I've been, I've legit been happy with it. I mean, coming from another, uh, now I can say a fellow long hair. Um, yeah. It's great. Uh, you know what? I'm going to bury a fun story here at the end of the show. It uh, doesn't matter. The, the music loops, right, Kyle? Yep, it's still going. All right, Kyle, so I was in Target a week ago. I was in Target. <laughs> okay. All right, All right. I, so I go in. I, I, want, I want you to know. I go in, and I'm walking past the self-checkout line, which is a million miles long, and I, and I look at it. 
because I'm going to then turn to Katie and make a joke and say, well, I, n- I know we're not buying anything today because the line was really long. And there was a dude there with beautiful, long, curly hair, not too dissimilar uh, from my own, but like he, he was just styling and he was beautiful, like perfectly tanned. He just looked like a total surfer bro. And I, ju- I just like made a mental note, went on my, went on my way. And then we're, we're walking by a Target. This is such a long story. I don't know how to shorten the story. We walk by a Target employee and the Target employee is like, hey, I'm talking to another Target employee. He's like, yo, I found these keys. Uh, take them to Lost and Found. And whatever. Make a mental note of that. I go back to the men's clothes and I'm looking at Hawaiian shirts because I buy all my Hawaiian shirts from Target. And uh, I'm just like looking at stuff and I just hear someone behind me go, oh my God, it's a dude with cooler hair than me. And I turn around, and it's dude that I saw in the self-checkout line, and he straight up talks like a California surfer bro. And we had, I know, sh- I'm not doing a bit. We had a 10-minute conversation about our hair care routines. He, like, asked me, he's like, so what do, so what do you do with your hair? Like, how do you how do you keep it? Like, it looks really healthy. <laughs> we just nice. talked about how we take care of our hair. And then he it's goes awful. to leave because he lost his keys, which is why he got out of the the self-checkout to come look and I was like oh dude uh, we I just walked by a Target employee found keys so it's probably your keys it's up in the anyway as he goes to leave I because uh, I'm socially awkward I didn't know what else to say and I was just like keep it long bro keep it long <laughs> so you're like oh so to Bo I would love to sign off to you by saying keep it long bro yeah keep it long you too man with yeah. this, we'll keep with it this uh, hidden at the end of the show, just put it on a t-shirt. Nothing nothing explained. Just, just grind into your t-shirt. <laughs> keep it long, bro. Just, we're going to add a new long. shirt to the source yep. keep it long, bro. Keep it long, bro. No, I like it. <laughs> no explanation. Keep it long, bro. Oh, holy shit. Well, thank you, everybody, for support. Thank you to our patrons. Huge thanks for our legendary level backers. Thank you, Sean B., Mike R., Stephen J., Das, Cheesy Bob, and Sean with an E-A-B. Thank you very much for your support. If you want to become a legendary level backer, uh, it's just like any other level of patron. Uh, check out supportourbromance.com. That's going to do it for this edition of the Grinding Gear Podcast. We will see you tonight if you're watching live for our Final Fantasy XIV stream, getting up to some trialage. If you know what trials are in Shadowbringers, then you know what we're doing tonight. Um, and uh, other than that, we will see you next week for the next podcast. But until then, GG. Take care. Bye. Keep it long, bro. Keep it long. Keep it long. <laughs> bro, you going long? You going long? Yeah, man. Oh, keep yeah. It keep, long, it long, keep it long. Keep it long. Yeah. Keep it long, bros. Keep it long, bro. <laughs>